What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Sean, Christian, Randy, and Brandon are here to bring you part two of our Mega Mock Draft. We're going to give you day two, rounds two and three. I'm excited to get back into it. How are you guys feeling? Brandon. Mega Mock. <laughs> Randy, do you agree with that sentiment? Sure, sure. Right. I, I just got a fresh beer for round two. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm on, yeah, I'm still working my way through the same mixed drink as our round one. So yeah, classic Christian. That's why I threw your water on the ground at the banquet right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like we said before, um, we're going we're rotating picks here. So Randy is going to be back on the clock with the Bengals for the first pick of the second round. This is who we think the teams are going to pick, and we're going to try to keep you guys in the loop on. Uh, why we're taking the guys in the second and third round because of who we took in the first. We're not going to go, if you want to like go in depth with our picks in the first round, just listen to our uh, day one episode. But Randy, you're on the clock. The Bengals obviously took Joe Burrow, number one overall. Number 33, go ahead. All right, well, 33 was actually decently difficult. I think they do need to address the offensive line, obviously, still. But they're really looking for edge help and linebacker help, so I went with the best possible case scenario. And Zach Bond, the outside linebacker. One of Christian's favorite players. True. Uh, outside linebacker slash edge from Wisconsin. Great in coverage. Pretty good at the edge. It just a rotational piece at edge, but can always be on the field for them. I think it's a great fit. And it's an ever-evolving team there. Hopefully they got the right coaching hire, but who knows? <laughs> and let's be honest, whenever you can take a Wisconsin linebacker, you take a Wisconsin linebacker. Yeah, you just hope he plays for more than five years. Wisconsin linebackers and Wisconsin offensive linemen. That's it. True. And running backs. Um, yeah. Just not quarterback or wide receivers or kicker. Yeah. They don't want the kicker. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he's no, great. I Like I said, I personally would have went offensive line, but I think Bond maybe even a first round guy. Let's so face it. The Bengals need him. The Bengals need everything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Brandon, you are on the clock with the Colts. All right. I believe this is the Colts first pick here in the draft, um, number 34 overall. I have them taking Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, the wide receiver. There's been a little bit of first-round hype on him, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's taken at the end of the first round. But I think the Colts need some more weapons. You know, they had a lot of injuries last year, so it's hard to say, you know, kind of where they're going. But obviously with Phillip Rivers coming in, I think they need another target outside um, to go with T.Y. Hilton. and you know, Paris Campbell and a couple of other guys that they have. So that's kind of my thought process there. Yeah. I mean, this could have been, this could have been Higgins. This could have been Shane Alt. Uh, I think I, I like those guys are all interchangeable. So I uh, would make sense here for them. Hey, really quick. If you put T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell together, you get Paris Hilton. Wow. And then with that, you, uh, you, felt, in, you, you felt the need to come in for that. Can Sean just yeah, Sean, ignore him and move on? Because that was dog shit. Uh, yeah, that was, wow. All right. Oh, Jesus. All right, I'm, on, I'm back on the clock with the Lions uh, in the first round. Uh, they definitely need secondary help to replace Darius Slay, so they took Jeff Okuda. Um, so now I'm going to go. They need a lot of still defensive help, uh, maybe a receiver, but uh, to me, defensive line was the biggest need for them right now. So with the 35th pick, the Detroit Lions select Ross Blacklock, defensive line out of TCU. I think it could have been him or Matibuk. I don't know if I said that right. Um, the guy from Texas. 
Yeah, but uh, I think Blacklock is to me. He just has a. He, I give him the slight nod just because from what I've read, uh, there's a lot of people that have, favor him a little bit more over Metabuke. Yeah. Uh, number thirty six, the Giants. Again, this is predictive. They took Isaiah Simmons in the first. So I want Christian has to preface this with this is predictive because he absolutely hates this pick. Yeah, uh, Ezra Cleveland. Offensive lineman out of Boise State. I think that what Ezra does well is he he mirrors the the edge rushers. So he's got really good footwork. But man, when I watch him, I think he's going to get just run over by everyone. Um, but he's getting first round hype because of his footwork and for whatever reason. I mean, he's been linked to the Browns. I believe the Broncos have been linked to him too. Sorry, sweet. Um, but Ezra Cleveland, the Giants need an offensive tackle. They need probably a couple. So I, I had to go with him here, unfortunately. Protect Daniel Jones. No, get yeah. Saquon Barkley to run <laughs> <Yes>. the ball. <laughs> exactly. Way more important. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> All right. I, I definitely would have picked a different tackle, but I understand. He's Same. getting the more hype, so might as well. And for 37 for the Chargers, because my good friend Sweet over here decided to go tackle in the first round. <laughs> I think that means that they will be, if they did that, I think they trade back into the back end of the first to pick one of the quarterbacks. No but there's no trade. So they're sitting here. <laughs> and in my opinion, reaching a tad bit to get Jalen hurts, the quarterback from Oklahoma. I love him. And I think him behind Tyra Taylor for at least part of the year, if not all the year, maybe you get to see if Tyra could truly lead a team again. Um, and, and he does, honestly, a pretty good job for the Bills back in the day. So maybe he can be good enough for him. But worst case for Jalen Hurts, he's Tyrod Taylor. So I think this is a fantastic pick for them. And they got the tackle they needed. And they just get to keep evolving uh, into the future and away from Phillip Rivers. Why not get a quarterback that's nothing like Phillip Rivers? You want to you want to pat your you want to pat yourself on the back some more for taking a pick? Uh, no, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, for me, I think after Burrow and Tua, maybe, and Herbert and Love, maybe, I think they're like, there's a tier that Tua and Burrow are in by themselves, and then it drops down a little bit for Love and Herbert. But once you get to like Eason from Hertz, Gordon, it's all just a crapshoot to me. Yeah, Hertz is going to be a good QB. Jalen Hertz is going to be Russell Wilson. Good okay. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's my second hot take. That's my episode two hot take. I, I are, like we, are, we keeping, are we keeping tabs with these? Because by the time this is over, Chris is going to have all he yeah. is. He's basically our Stephen A. Smith, and it's really annoying. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't disagree with that. Uh, all right, Randy, or, uh, Brandon, you're on the clock for the Panthers. All right, so... Panthers 38 overall. Sorry, I'm still a little rattled from that, that comment. Um, <laughs> um, I went with A.J. Terrell, the cornerback from Clemson. Uh, they went Derrick Brown in the first round. Um, I think Terrell goes in the first round if I had a bet, but I obviously am a Clemson fan. He got exposed in both of the playoff games. I mean, I know Ohio State and LSU had some – excellent receivers but that's who he's going to be facing you know week in and week out and uh, justin jefferson just ate him up and it, he he struggled i'm not gonna lie to you in the 
in the championship game and in the semifinal game. But I think the potential is there, and that's what they're looking for. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch most of the championship game, but Terrell did struggle against uh, against Ohio State. I mean, I obviously watched that whole game, and as much as I don't want to ever talk about it again, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, like like we said, the Panthers need a lot of help on defense. I think first and foremost, and uh, and Terrell is the best cornerback still on the board, so that that's definitely a fair pick. So now the Dolphins are back on for their fourth pick already in the draft. Um, we obviously went Tua at five. Uh, Randy took that one; that, that felt pretty easy. Um, and then they went with Brandon took McKinney. Uh, at 18, and then Cesar Ruiz again at 26. So they already addressed uh, three of their biggest glaring needs. So I think the next thing they have to address um, is the outside of their offensive line. And I went with the best player player available. So uh, with the 39th pick, the Miami Dolphins select Austin Jackson, uh, offensive tackle out of USC. Um, I, I, I did consider Isaiah Wilson here too. But uh, I've seen a lot of Jackson, possibly even in the first round. So I went Austin Jackson there. Yeah, I, I love that pick personally. Um, especially if the if the Dolphins aren't able to get a tackle in the first, I think that they have to go someone like Austin Jackson. Um, and the way we did, yeah, and the way we did it, um, Ruiz going to them was more yeah. of a guard or yeah. a center. So yeah, yeah, which they need that too. So I. Yeah. I I don't hate how this has fallen for Dolphins fans. Um, number 40, the Texans. This is their first pick in this draft. Um, I Honestly, there were a lot of ways I could have gone here. Now, I I think this is true, but the reason that this is their first pick is because they traded for – they traded Hopkins, right? Or does that not – No, they okay. traded their first this year to the Dolphins, I believe, for Larry Tunzel. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah, so they I don't know what Bill O'Brien's doing. So as as Sweet put it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go take ten shots and then see what comes (laughs) out. And what came out was Neville Gallimore, the interior defensive lineman out of Oklahoma. I really like Gallimore. I actually think this is a really good pick and good value. Uh he was originally getting first round hype, but apparently the NFL doesn't really like him. I think that scouts like him a little more, but NFL scouts and, and GMs don't like him for whatever reason. I think he's Javon Kinlaw light. So I think the Texans need someone like that. I think the Texans need a lot. So I just went BPA here. They definitely need a receiver. Well, I mean, do they? They have have 17. They have three to four that they trust. So they just got Brandon Cooks in the building. Yeah. Who can't even who's walk been traded, Who's been well, traded? Neither can Fuller, neither can Kiki QT, neither can Kenny Stills. Yeah, yeah dude. but DeAndre but Hopkins can. Well, and and like I would have maybe taken last week, and maybe I'd taken T Higgins here, but they're clearly overvaluing the speed receivers for this offensive look, so they wouldn't take T. They're gonna take or, Cole Komet with this pick, or Bill oh O'Brien. Hey, that's my favorite player. So, <laughs> or. Or Bill O'Brien's just an idiot. Well, Christian's already we can, drunk. We so. can agree to agree with that. Bill O'Brien yeah. would be drunk <laughs> making this pick, so he's this is pretty accurate. Yeah. So. All right, <laughs> Randy. True. Get the yeah. Browns something good. Okay. With the 41st pick, the Browns, I like thankfully, get Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota oh, at yeah. safety. They have a desperate need at safety, at least starting-wise. And 
Winfield could be the best in this class if he could stay healthy. I love absolutely every game film of him, honestly. And do you he, guys? He's sorry, Adam. Do you guys see a scenario where Delpit falls to the Browns at forty-one? Sure, I do, and I would, and I would take Winfield. Me too. Really? Same. Okay. Because uh, we we just drafted somebody last year who can't tackle, so I'd rather From take LSU. Winfield. Yeah. From LSU, uh, I, I just really love everything Winfield brings to the table. He can be that honey badger light if he's on the field, and he can play kind of all over. The Browns also had a chance to take, but they took Leon McFadden. I I don't think he's a perfect uh, Hall of Famer, Leon. He's he's not a perfect roam over the top safety, but mm-hmm. he does everything else excellent, and he can grow in that aspect. Well, they let plus he's got their, plus they he's have got other the safeties name. too. And yes, he, and he's and got he's, the name. He's got the pedigree. I still can't believe this dude didn't go to Ohio State. Oh. I, it's whatever. <laughs> I'm just I mean, glad. yeah. It, it, I'm just, it's just shocking. We did okay. About, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Minnesota did too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good for Minnesota. Yeah. Now they have no. All right, Brandon, you're back on the clock with the Jets. All right, so with the 42nd pick in the second round of the NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Marlon Davidson from Auburn. I have here. On my scouting report, that he's a thick boy edge. <laughs> so, obviously, he's coming in. You know, they've got Herbert, and they've got their offensive lineman, and now they're going with the defensive lineman here. Um, I mean, anytime you're taking an SEC defensive lineman, I think you're you're looking pretty good. Um, so he should come right in and help that run defense. So, yeah, for them, I think they're hoping he develops into a Kalias Campbell where he can play inside and outside and yep. is just always on the field and really fundamental building block of the defense. They got a tackle and they got a quarterback. So they haven't addressed the defense at this point that they got rid of everyone on. So I love this. Yeah. Yes. All right. Now I'm on the clock with the Chicago bears. I know how Christian feels about this. And I, I was texting him and I was saying that I would very much love to take a quarterback here. I, I, let me preface this with saying that if somehow Jordan Love falls to the second, I think Christian would maybe agree that I think that could be the pick here. I think Love could go to the Bears, but yeah. they, seeing, go ahead. I, they, I don't they, think they, they can. Have, they have so much millions in the quarterback yeah. position right now. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think they can. I think they should. I don't think they can. But what's the pick, Sean? Seeing well, seeing from Eason as the two best quarterbacks on the board. I, uh, with the 43rd pick, the Chicago Bears select the Archduke Lloyd Cushenberry III uh, center out of LSU. That is my favorite name in the draft. And I think that is the most glaring need for the Bears is interior offensive line. And Cushenberry was the best player available. And I think, and there's already been articles coming out of Chicago that he could be the guy to anchor their line for years to come. I think they're definitely that's I think this is for sure going to be the pick for them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um <laughs> I actually my last mock I had a Bears fan comment uh F no with the swearing emoji and I for said Cushenberry? No. So I I mocked Igbenogany and Ashton Davis to the Bears. And so great. so they want Cushenberry. So that's a really good pick. Bears fans will love you. Um but man, the Bears have a lot of quiet needs. I think their secondary kind of sucks now. But 
Number 44, uh, the Colts. Sorry, Randy, did you want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say that we did see him struggle a bit uh, playing guard at Senior Bowl. Obviously, I think he can transition over there if need be, but I think he can be an anchor for the interior offensive line. And he could be the best player available for their positional needs right here, honestly. Yeah, I love it. Number 44, the Colts. I went with Jacob Eason, the quarterback out of Washington. Uh, so Sean kind of led me into that. I think Eason's really good. I actually have him ranked above Herbert. And He's I'm better probably, than Jake Fromm. Well, I think I might cut that uh, because I don't want that on record that Eason's above Herbert because they could both be busts. But um, I, I as I said how before. How are you actually have when it comes to this stuff? <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. the God. <laughs> Um, I I said earlier I fall in love with quarterbacks with big arms that's everything Jacob Beeson is I think that there are character concerns that are pushing him down but the arm talent is first round level to me and the Colts need someone that they can uh, turn the ball over to when Phillip Rivers is done to to turn the ball over to another team yes exactly I mean it's going to be the same thing a lot of interceptions a lot of just bombs down the field but uh, Jacoby Brissett isn't that, so I went with Jacob Beeson. And I don't Wait, know what you guys think. The, the, Colts, the Colts have no quarterback on roster 2021, so they need to address yeah. it at some point here. I don't think they can like I don't think they can wait until next year, go in with no one on the books and just try and figure it out. Is her is Hurts the pick if he's still there? Yeah. Uh, that's close because I uh, Eason is a lot more like Philip yeah. Rivers. Um, but uh, again, I think I think there's a good chance they trade in the first for Love, and if Love was there at 34, I think that's the pick. So it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of a crapshoot, and the way this all falls, I think Eason's a good fit for them, and he clearly needs to sit a year at least. So I right. I do like it. All right, Randy, you are on the clock at number 45 for the Bucks. Yes, and with them, thank the gods, getting a tackle in the first, they don't have as many needs as you would assume. I do think they need safety. I think they probably need an additional corner. Um, a D lineman would help. A, but a quarterback after Brady retires. A quarterback after Brady, I agree. But like, we, we have no one left, basically, <laughs> in my eyes, yeah, at least. Right. So I went best player available for me. Uh, to fit their system, and I think that's Jonathan Taylor. I, I think he's clearly uh, mainly because of what they already have in the running back room. They already have Dare and Ronald Jones that are kind of really good at pass catching. Isn't it Agumba Wale? I, I don't care. Either way, <laughs> they do have two decent to good pass catchers already in their running back room. Why not get? the best bruising running back in the class who also may be able to continually develop this passing game, but he's also a tremendous pass blocker, which is all Bruce Arians cares about. So (laughs) that's the easy pick and he's only going to come off the fields on third down. So. All right, Brandon, (laughs) your Broncos at 46. All right. So the three time Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos at number yeah, 46 overall, select Noah. <laughs> Ig Benogany, quarterback. Hey, that's pretty good. Oh, that, that's pretty close. Let's for, go. That's pretty close. 
Hey, I love that pick for for the Broncos. And honestly, though, we needed yeah. another corner. Obviously, losing Chris Harris Jr., um, AJ Boye coming in. You know, we have a couple of guys last year that stepped in that weren't very highly drafted players, but I like this guy, and I think I think he could step in and kind of replace Chris Harris. Uh, is Roby still Roby there? is not there. Oh, he's not. Yeah, he's like Houston. Yep. So you know that's that's going to be a big part of their defense. We need another corner, so let's we're going to go with that. So, yeah, I don't think there's a value at tackle at this exact pick either. So I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. same. All right, so I'm on the clock with number 47 for the Falcons. Uh, I think they need a uh, they need a lot. Um, going back here in the first round, we had them going with if you guys know off the top of your head, Kenneth Murray, Tommy. my boy That's Kenneth. Right. That's right. Um, so they already went linebacker. Um, I think they could use a corner to replace who, whichever one of the true font brothers they've had over the years, <laughs> but they also need a guy to replace tack McKinley. So with the 47th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Terrell Lewis Ed rusher out of Alabama. I don't hate it. Um, I, I, I do think they have, a, a huge need at corner, but with Igbenogany going off the board. Right yeah, before. I think that, and that's what made that's what made the difference because guys like Arnett, I think, aren't. I don't think Damon Arnett's a second round, uh, top second round guy. I think he's more back end, and I think Igbenogany was the last of the um, of the guys in the first group. I guess. Yeah, I. I think Arnett is probably just a slot corner, and you don't yes. draft that one. Well, you might draft him high. He might go pretty high, but um, that I don't know, Randy. They they need edge help. I I would have probably I don't know if it's a reach, but I I would have went for a corner here. But I I understand valuing Lewis over a guy like Trayvon Diggs, who is kind of specific in a scheme. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. All right, number 48, the Jets. I have them going with Jonathan Greenard, the edge rusher out of Florida. I know this is a little too rich for Greenard probably. He's getting third-round buzz, but I don't really understand it. When I watch his tape, I think he's a really solid edge player, and I think that he's more traditional where you have someone like uh, Terrell Lewis or uh, Julian Aguara as kind of like a stand-up outside line. Yeah, also, that I meant to cut in before, I apologize, but Terrell Lewis can also, I think he can also play an outside linebacker role too. Right. Yeah. The and only it, bad thing is the Falcons defense is always hurt and he's been injury prone too, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's on brand then. Um, <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I mean, Grenard here is a little bit like looking at the other guys on the board with um, Okwara and uh, Josh Uche. That, but I know it seems like you're kind of higher on Grenard than than the majority. Yeah, so I, I am high on Josh Uche as well, but I don't think that he really fits what the Jets are trying to do, whereas you put Greener next to uh, uh, Quinn and Williams, and I think they have a decent half of a defensive line, um, and whereas Uche is probably just a third-down rusher. And he can't really be on the field in in running downs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, Randy, the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is their first pick, correct? 
Yes, this is their first pick, and technically they their other pick was Minka Fitzpatrick, so I think they're winning so yeah. far. Yeah, uh, I would say so. And this is kind of a really hard pick because, in all fairness, they need a new backup quarterback, uh, but I don't value any of the people left. They And then it's kind of like interior defensive line and interior offensive line kind of tackle but I went with a different need that they are stressing more and more. I went with J.K. Dobbins. I hope who, this doesn't happen, man. They they are <laughs> quite – J.K. Dobbins is quite possibly the best running back in the class by the time this is all said and done. I hope he doesn't. RB1. I, I hope I, he doesn't go Listen, man, Swift. it was hard to make the pick, but with Swift and Taylor gone, he's the best one available, and I think he fits them perfectly. They are looking for a workhorse, and Dobbins was a workhorse for Ohio State. He did get banged up every now and then, but it was nothing major. Usually just kind of a twist. It was, some ball free, ball. It was free stuff with his feet. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, a lot of the times we saw it in games even against Clemson, people at the bottom he was trying of the pile. He was yeah. trying to take his shoe off. Yeah, it happens a lot. And I think he's a perfect fit for the system. I think he can get the ball 30 times a game for them. I I would hate this as a Browns yeah. fan, but yeah. I this is what happens. I hate it Steel, as Browns don't draft the Ohio State players, do, and Steelers do, and that's why the Steelers but are always the, better. But the thing is here, I, and I agree with that, but, I mean, the, if the Browns draft Dobbins, it's a, it's a yeah, complete win. Yeah, it make no sense. I'm just saying, I he's this is quite one of the best fits for Dobbins. So yeah. I, no, it I is. think this is for um, them. Yeah, yeah I love this pick. It sucks <laughs> I for, love this pick. sucks for everyone. Everyone shares of every and other back. And you could argue that that's you could argue even if the Steelers go best player available, you could argue, argue that Dobbins is the best player still on the board. Yeah, for them, I mean, they they don't have an absolute ton of needs, but they have needs. Mm-hmm. And right. we've had a run of interior defensive lines. So at this point for me, it'd be between a guard like Jonah Jackson or this. And yeah. And I do love the guards around here, but I think you have to go best player available. Yeah. Yep. All right, Brandon, you were on the clock with the All Bears. right, so with the Bears, uh, number 50 overall, um, I have them selecting Jeremy Chin, safety from Southern Illinois. I know Christian and Randy, they just gave a fist bump, so I, I know they like him. Uh, they, they need they need a safety, and I think this is the right position for them to take one. You know, they've addressed a couple of their needs already. It feels like the Bears have needed secondary help for like the last yeah, few years. Yeah, true. Who did they have from Alabama there that played safety? Yeah, I just don't think that that worked out at all. No. Well, wasn't he? He was a Packers. Yeah, and then he came. He went to the Redskins, then the Bears. So I like Chin, but I think he's a good prospect. So I will say I've mocked Jeremy Chin in the first round recently. So him being here at 50 is perfect for the Bears. All right, so that means I'm on the clock here with the Cowboys, and we had them go. Uh, Don't say we. Randy had them go chase on. Whoa! In the first round. What? In the first How round. is that the bad pick here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought I you know, were saying we. Had I, I I understand that Trayvon Diggs and Jalen Johnson and Damon Arnett are still on the board, but. The, the Cowboys need a corner, but I was think I was trying to get into the mind of Jerry Jones because, like I said, this is what we think these guys are going to do with the fifty-first pick 
the Dallas Cowboys select T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Now, I know you guys gave me some crap for this, but the reason that I'm, pay- I'm thinking about this is because like we talked about in the first, we talked about for day one. At 17, the Cowboys could go receiver. They, we had him go edge rusher, but the way the Cowboys offense is built, if you add a receiver to Gallup and locking up Amari Cooper, that receiving core is lethal. T. Higgins, I think, is the best wide receiver still on the board, and I think this is a pick that Jerry Jones makes because he loves the flashy guys. That's why I went with T. Higgins here. It's a good argument, man. I, yeah, I, I can't argue with the argument. <laughs> I, it's just it's exactly like you said. We we would go corner, but it's we're not picking for what we would do. Right. Yeah, we just hate it. But the Cowboys <laughs> probably. I mean, this is what the Cowboys are going to uh, do. I'll, I'll, I'll defend Sean a little bit. I I think T Higgins is is a very good receiver, and I think it's crazy that he's going into you know fifty one overall. But there's something the teams just don't like about him, at least from what we're hearing. I mean, he's been a good receiver at Clemson, and he's made a lot of a lot of plays. Going over the and that's never stopped. And that's never stopped the Cowboys from taking yeah. somebody before. Or yeah. signing somebody. Randy Gregory. Greg Hardy. Well, T. Yeah. Higgins is a stand-up Almost citizen, as far as I know. So, uh, no, Right. <laughs> but I'm saying that if, if it's there's that's something that teams don't like about him, the character means yeah. nothing to the Cowboys. Oh, that's that's why I took Chase on, so they stopped signing those guys. No, I, I would say I think the, the one thing that teams aren't liking about Higgins is he just doesn't separate very yeah. well, but... You could have said the same thing about AJ Green coming out and look how his career's gone. So um number fifty-two, the Rams select Jordan Brooks, the linebacker out of Texas Tech. I was talking about it earlier. I think he's getting first round hype. When I first watched his tape, I didn't really like him, but I realized that I watched two or three of his worst games and I flipped on, I think, the game against Baylor. Sounds right. And he's just all over the field. He reminds me of Kenneth Murray, actually in that he has really good range. I think the Rams need everything, but they just lost, I think, two linebackers. So I want Jordan Brooks here. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, Randy, you're back with the Eagles. Okay, and thanks to Sean, I get to pick a corner here. Uh, so for the Eagles, I went with Trayvon Diggs, corner from Alabama. Um, they they don't have the worst corners, but they don't have anything really great. Uh, they address the receiver position. I do think they need to grab another receiver down the road here, but best player available, honestly, is probably Trayvon Diggs, who is a fantastic zone corner that definitely needs to get his act together in man-to-man, but he doesn't necessarily need to do that with this defense, and I think it's a great fit for a team that really needs secondary help still. Yeah. Well, people slept on his older brother, too, and look how, how that worked out. So, Very true. And of course he's good in zone. He's trying to cover his route technician brother forever. I wouldn't I wouldn't be good man either. Are you fucking kidding me. All right, uh Brandon. All right. Yes. So I believe this is the Bills first selection. Um obviously with the Stefan Diggs trade. Um they're picking here at fifty four overall. I have them going with Jalen Johnson, uh cornerback from Utah, to go with Tredavious White on the other side. I think that's gonna be a dynamic duo. You know, I could see them in play for, for trading up um, in this round, possibly for one of the other corners that they may have rated higher. But I think a corner is a is still a position of need for them, and that's why I went with Johnson here. 
and yeah. Johnson's the same mold as Tre Davis White as well. So yeah. I, I really love the pick. I hate it as a Browns fan trying to get to a ah. Super Bowl. We don't play him once a year. You, you, you can't think like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm on the clock at number 55 with the Ravens. Uh, we had the uh, Christian had the Ravens take Patrick Queen in the first round. Um, I think they uh, so that covers their linebacker need. They need some help on the offensive line as well as coming off the edge. So with the 55th pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Curtis Weaver, uh, edge rusher from Boise State. And to me, this just screams uh, Baltimore Ravens draft yeah. pick, doesn't? It? Yeah, I agree. I love it. Um, I'm actually kind of low on Weaver too, but I mean, he's getting a lot of hype recently, and he was super productive. He's a, he's going to be a good Baltimore Raven if he goes there. I hope he doesn't. I hope mm-hmm. no one goes to the Ravens. That's actually my consensus. <laughs> they just yeah, I mean, anybody that goes there is, um, is usually good, and it just blows my mind. But yeah, especially on defense. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. Uh, so number fifty-six, the Dolphins. They have made four or five, four selections by now, um, and they still haven't. So taken- they've taken a quarterback, an offensive tackle, an interior offensive lineman, and a safety. Yeah, and Jordan Howard is their starting running back right now. I don't like that. Uh, I don't think many people like that. I don't think the Dolphins like that. So I went with Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Uh, you know, even, Jordan Howard, even Jordan <laughs> Howard doesn't like that. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Howard probably prefers to just get his check and sit <laughs> on the bench. But uh, I think that the Dolphins, in this case, would do what the Eagles did last year, and that's sign Jordan Howard but draft a rookie in the second round to be your stud after next year and that's You're, where Clyde Edwards is going to be. Yep. You love him. Clyde? Everyone does. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, Clyde the Glide. He might be the first running back taken just because he's They're very saying his route running is is ridiculous. Yeah, so he I, it's up, not as good as Swift in my opinion, but yeah, I I can make the argument though that Clyde did it at a higher level just because of who they faced and how productive he was, but it's the same people. What do you mean? <laughs> well, kind of. LSU faced a lot of top ten teams, is what I mean. They're the SEC, Christian. I understand that, but LSU had a tougher schedule this year, and still, there was a difference between the SEC East and SEC West. I will give you that. Yeah. So Clyde would be perfect for the Dolphins, and he's a perfect hybrid running back. Okay. All right, Randy, the Rams for their second pick in six picks, and they had a really good pick right before in Jordan Brooks, and I'm going to fill another huge need for them with right tackle Isaiah Wilson from Georgia. Um, He's not going to be a left tackle, but uh, I do really like what he brings to the table. There's a reason he's getting first-round buzz is because the right tackle isn't as coveted, but it is still a super important position, and he does it quite possibly better than – it's probably top five. I'd say, if not top three. I'm not going to say he's better than Wills or Worfs at right tackle, but it, he's up there for sure. And I really love what he brings to the table. They need tackle help. They've needed it for two years now. and uh, It's the reason they weren't a great running team last year is because they didn't address the offensive line. And they got did, you consider, did you consider Niang at all here? Uh, no, because I think Wilson's a better player. Mm-hmm. And Niang has injury concerns as well. Yeah, I, I one 
quick comment on Isaiah Wilson. If Makai Becton wasn't a real human being in this draft class, Isaiah Wilson would be probably a top 15 pick. That's my yeah. my second hot take of this episode. Third overall. <laughs> and Brandon, you're on, you're on the clock with All the right, Vikings. So Vikings with corner and receiver in the first round. Um, number 58 overall, I have them selecting Jonah Jackson, the interior offensive lineman from Ohio State. Uh, continuing with Boys. their you know, ground and pound running game, uh, they're going to need that interior offensive line protection for Dalvin Cook and with the play action with Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, they were obviously very effective with that last year, and I think adding an interior offensive lineman is going to help them in their transition uh, kind of to you know, a more – I'm more reliant on the running game, obviously, with you know Diggs being traded. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. And uh, so I'm on the clock now at 59. Um, I took uh, Josh Jones in the first round, uh, offensive tackle out of Houston. This would have been a lot easier if Brandon wouldn't have taken Jackson because I think the Seahawks need a lot of help on their offensive line. So I think Jackson would have 100% been the pick if he was still there. But obviously, Sweet took him. So uh, my next pick is Josh Uche, the uh, edge rusher out of Michigan. I think that uh, I, I, I honestly, to me, there's no way that Clowney's back with the Seahawks. So I think they're going to need to replace him. They're going to need to put an edge rusher out there. And I think Uche is the best edge rusher still available. So that that's my pick here. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say there's no way he's back, but even if he is back, they got nothing from the other side last year. So they need mm-hmm. someone else too. Um, and I love Uche. I think he was uh, not used correctly in Michigan, but I think he could be – That's what they do with all their D-linemen. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that makes me nervous is the same thing was true for Sean Gary, and he didn't have a very good year last year. But um, I really like Uche. I think he's my fourth – he might be my third edge rusher. So good yeah. value. And yeah, he uh, took Greeners. <laughs> yeah. Uh scheme fit, man. You know the you know the drill. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> number sixty, the Ravens are back up on the clock. I actually did not know how many picks the Ravens had in the first three rounds until I wrote my mock this week, and it's kind of a lot, especially for a team that uh should be Super Bowl contenders next year. But I went with Robert Hunt, the Offensive tackle, but probably better as a guard in the NFL out of Louisiana Lafayette. Go I really, yeah, I really like Robert Hunt and what he does. I don't see why he can't play tackle, but with the Ravens, he's not going to need to. Um, he, he's going to slide into Yonda's spot on the offensive line, and he might struggle a little bit, but it's not going to matter because of the scheme that the Ravens run. I think he's a super mobile guy. I think it's a perfect fit. And of course, I wish it wasn't true. I wish the the Ravens forfeited their picks. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, Randy. <laughs> I I personally would have went Chenault there, but because there's more wide receivers than interior offensive linemen, I understand it completely. Yeah. Uh, Titans at sixty one somehow luck out and get one of the best D tackles in the class, and Justin Matabuke from Texas A and M. Uh, he is actually really really good, and he's. Like a he's a top, I think he's fifth on my D tackle list. I really like what he brings to the table. He is a little bit versatile, uh, and they need D line help. They 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 need it bad. <laughs> and, yeah, and they so in their first two picks, then 
we have them taking Epinesa and Metabuke. Yeah, and I I personally don't think there's a corner here that's perfect for them, and I I don't really think they need a receiver this early. They have a couple more holes. They could use a linebacker, and maybe Malik Harrison works for them. I actually do think that's a good fit, but I think Metabuke is a way better player, so it's a clear fit for me. Yeah, yeah. and he's definitely the best off the or defensive lineman still on the board. Yeah. All right, Brandon, uh, you're back with the All Packers. Right. I'm not gonna lie; I'm really excited to make this pick. Um, like, really <laughs> excited. Been, my friend Danny, my my friend Danny, I've been waiting for this one. This um, at number 62 overall, the Green Bay Packers select Cole Komet, tight end, Notre Dame. Um, it's well aware that he is my favorite player in this draft. Um, I watched a lot of Notre Dame games. Uh, I usually do just because I have a lot of friends who are fighting Irish fans, and he just jumped off. The screen at me and watching his film i mean he's six six he's he's very gronky in his size and his hands um i love him i think he's going to be a stud tight end and there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be shaking their heads um thinking you know why didn't we take this guy and obviously playing with aaron Rodgers and having Devonte adams on the outside there's going to be a lot of room for the inside and i think that's where the packers were kind of disappointed with jimmy graham but he's just ultimately i don't think he was the, the, his old self. So, yeah. My, my comp for Cole Komet sweet is a young Jason Witten. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. I'd have to go back and see some of Witten's tape at Tennessee um, to to see that myself. But, I mean, uh, you're obviously comparing him to a future Hall of Famer. So, exactly. Yeah. A red zone guy. All, right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. I'm on the clock at 63 with the Chiefs. This one was a little bit tough for me. Um, I wasn't going to go running back so for the Chiefs, so Christian made that easy anyway by taking Swift in the first round. Um, but I, I had talked to the guys. I had said that I was split between defensive lineman and corner uh, because I don't know if Chris Jones is going to be back next year. Um, but Randy was under the impression that he was. Him and I were kind of going back and forth. So to me, the best corner still available uh, with the 63rd pick, the Chiefs select Damon Arnett, cornerback from the Ohio State University. Um, it, it's him or Jalen Johnson. And um, while Christian thinks that Arnett... What? I was going to say, and Johnson's gone, so you're yeah. screwed. Yeah, <laughs> well, right, yeah. And and then, then, you can kinda cons- then you can consider Bryce Hall also. But uh, as much as Christian thinks that Damon Arnett is going to be a slot guy, I would have agreed to that. Um, if I didn't watch Arnett come back for a senior year at Ohio State and just be much, much better than I ever thought Damon Arnett could be, I, I think he is going to turn into an every down uh, outside corner. Yeah, I, I, I like think it. A, I think there's a chance, but he was a phenomenal slot corner, and he wasn't off the field ever. But yeah. he was amazing last year at Ohio State. So. For the last for the last three weeks, including the playoffs, he played with the club. On his right hand, yeah, yeah, he he's really good. I I still think he was the third best corner on his team, though. I think Sean Wade's better, and obviously, I think I think Wade's going to be more of a safety. It's not a bad look either, and it could be, and and I'm not, and Arnett could do that as well. But I they because Christian kind of crippled the Chiefs here drafting the running back early, which I obviously Swift is incredible and he's a game changer (laughs) for their offense, but. Because he did that, you had to take the best available corner, in my opinion. Right. Well, yep. 
Um, speaking of safeties, number 64. Second round. Yeah, yeah. It's number 64, the Seahawks. I went with Ashton Davis, the safety out of California. The only reason I went with this pick, um, honestly, I don't I don't think the Seahawks really need a safety, but at some point you just don't look at needs and you take the best player available. I think Ashton Davis is a stud. Um I think that he has unlimited range. He's still learning the position. And if you put him next to what Quandre Diggs and I don't even know who their other starting safety is, but Seahawks fans tell me they don't need one. Um, but I think if you put him next to, to Quandre Diggs, he's going to be electric and allow for the Seahawks to kind of return to that, that Legion of Boom era um, and, and get someone that can hit hard and cover. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's what you need. And, and speaking uh, to that, consideration to Kyle Duggar. That's that's what I was actually just about to bring up. And speaking to that, I have Kyle Duggar ahead of Davis, and I think he's a perfect fit for Seattle because he's more versatile, in my opinion, and he's also kind of a mini camp chancellor. So, I, but and and that's the thing. And you have Davis ahead of him, though. Yeah. So I do, and I don't disagree with you there. I think Duggar is a pretty good fit for the Seahawks, but. I think that they've kind of looked to go a different way than what they used to have, I guess. Yeah, and and me and you have talked extensively that Duggar can be a rotational sub-linebacker too as well and would excel at that position, So, which I don't think Davis could, but I think Davis does things that Duggar can't really. So, yeah. All right, that wraps up the second round. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and we will get into our third round picks. We couldn't continue putting out these shows without our sponsors, and today, the Binge Kill Chill podcast is one of those sponsors. Binge Kill Chill is hosted by TC and his British co-host, who apparently looks like Sweetums from The Muppets. It's a podcast all about the streaming world, from The Mandalorian to Stranger Things to all the new services like HBO Max and Peacock. Binge Kill Chill has it all. Does it suck? No, it doesn't. You can find Binge Kill Chill on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check it out, and major thank you to Binge Kill Chill for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back to The Cut. We are on the clock in the third round. Pick number 65. The pick is in. Do, 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 do. Uh, every time. All right, well, with the 65th pick, the Bengals are going to select Matt Hennessy, Temple Interior Offensive Lineman. I think this is impact from day one for them. They need help across that offensive line, as I spoke to you earlier. Um, I do think there would be a shot at Lucas Nyang and a couple other guys, but I, I like Hennessy a little bit better than those guys. I think he's a little bit more solid, and with his versatility, I think that's more of a bonus than anything else. Yeah, I love it. Brandon? All right, number 66 overall here. The Washington Redskins select Lucas Nyang. Offensive tackle out of TCU. You know, I think this opens up trading Trent Williams. Uh, that's kind of the route I was thinking. Uh, ultimately, I think he's going to go to the Jets. Um, I really do, if, especially the way our draft goes. They're definitely going to have to trade for him. And, uh, you know, the Redskins coming with Niang, I, I like that pick for them here in the third round. So, And you have to think they're eventually going to have to replace yeah. Trent Williams. Yeah, either way. Right. Yeah. And sure. honestly, and honestly, with the asking price that Williams is expecting in contract at his age, I there's think no way. I, I, there's well, no way he plays for him. They want a first. 
But in reality, they're asking for a second. But I think on draft day, they will settle for a third, mm-hmm. which is great for the yep. Jets. Yeah. All right. So now that means I'm on the clock again with the Lions. Uh, the Lions addressed the defense in the first couple rounds with Okuda and Blacklock. Um, so they, I could go a, a number of ways here. Um, I could go uh, Kyle Duggar. Uh, they would. They, they need a safety. They need some guard help. They also need uh, edge rusher. But I think here eventually they're going to need to replace Marvin Jones, and the Lions do love to air the ball out. Um, Kenny Galladay looks to be a mainstay there, but I think LaVisca Chenault is too good to pass up right here. So with the 67th pick, the uh, Detroit Lions select LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver out of Colorado, who a lot of people think could be a first-round pick. I think for the Lions to get them in the, get him in the third is a huge steal. Yeah, I think that speaks to how good this wide receiver class is mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm high on Chenault, and I think this is actually where he's going to go. <laughs> I mean, I think with, with the injury concerns in this year's draft, <laughs> I think he's going to fall to late second, early third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, number 68, the New York Jets. We just talked about Trent Williams to them, potentially. I'm going with Ben Barch, the offensive tackle out of St. John's. I really like this kid. I actually think he's worth a second-round pick. Um, I, I know he didn't play very good competition. He's Division III, um, but I don't really care. I, I think that, <laughs> that he has the tools to be successful in the NFL, and he looked okay at the combine. I mean, he looked like he belonged, and so if that's the case, the Jets need all the offensive line help they can get. Uh, Sweet's friends will tell you that, so – they went with Ben Barch here. Yeah, I like the pick. Um, oh, you, you would like it? You don't for the record, it? for the record, no, you had been trying because... to get one of us to pick Ben Barch for like the last eight teams that needed linemen. Yeah, yes, true. Well, he and he should go. Probably he'll probably go right around here. And someone, I mean, he might fall because of the level of competition he faced, but. I feel like that's going to be a pick, though, that the Jets, if the Jets do take him, every, it's going to be one of those that everybody questions who the heck is that guy because he played at a D3 school. I agree. Yeah. And, and I mean, this draft, I think, is actually really good for the Jets, but it also Jets fans are not going to be happy that they spent all this money for it's, it's, it's a logical draft for the It's Jets. a logical it's draft not... where they still they get a guy around the same caliber of all the people that they signed. Honestly, <laughs> better than all the people that they signed. Yeah, real plus, you, I mean, you can't go wrong with C- and if if CD Lamb, if you're adding him as a skill player, that's huge. Yeah. All right. Well, the 69th pick to the Panthers, nice. nice. Uh, is hey, lit. It's gonna be uh, Kyle Duggar out of Lanier Ryan, uh, the safety. Uh, I really love what he brings to the table. I spoke earlier about how much I like him, and I think he's a little bit more versatile than a lot of the guys in the class at safety. Uh, kind of the opposite of. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, where he's a linebacker, but he's really a safety, whereas Duggar is a safety, but he's going to be able to play both really well. And uh, he's kind of a mini Isaiah Simmons in that aspect. Obviously, nowhere near the talent, but I still love what he brings to the table. Uh, the Panthers got Derek Brown. They got a corner. I can't remember who. I think Igbenagahi. Ha- Igba no. maybe. I can't remember Terrell. who they got, but they. Terrell, Terrell sorry. Yeah. yeah. So they got a corner earlier. And this completes kind of the defensive overhaul, in my opinion. I think they still do need a young linebacker. I think Malik Harrison could have been a pick here, but their linebacker room is better than their safety room, in my opinion. So I love the pick. All right. 
So All with right. the 70th pick here in the third round, the Miami Dolphins select Julian Oguara, um, edge rusher from Notre Dame. Uh, they basically solved every need in the last three rounds just based on the amount of Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, they've, they've taken just about every need that they have. Um, you know, certainly, they, you know, they could definitely look to package a couple of those picks and move up if they like, you know, somebody else. But I think taking Oguara here in the third round Helps them with their edge rushing, get some young talent on that side of the ball to go with uh, Kyle Van Noy. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, so that means I'm on the clock with the Los Angeles Chargers, um, and this is a little bit easier for me because uh, they got Tristan Wirfs in the first round, they got Julie, uh, Jalen Hurts in the second. So those are two largely glaring needs that the Chargers covered in the first couple of rounds. Melvin Gordon is gone. He's on to greener pastures. Uh, he's he's off to Denver. Brandon will be happy about that. Um, I think they could use a wide receiver to pair with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, but they also need someone to replace Melvin Gordon because I don't think Justin Jackson's ever going to be the answer. And as much as Christian tries to bang Austin, uh, Austin Eckler's name into my brain, I'm just never going to believe it that he's going to be a, top tier running back. So with the 71st pick, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers select Cam Akers, best player available running back out of Florida State. I love it, man. Um, I think the Chargers definitely need someone like Akers. Uh, We'll see if he gets this far, though. Um, Number 72, the Arizona Cardinals with their only their second pick of this draft. They got Javon Kinlaw in the first I'm going with Willie Gay Jr. here out of Mississippi State. He's a linebacker. They need a linebacker. I think they're going linebacker in the first round. In real life, I think they're going to trade back. Hot take take number four of the night. Um, But I think Gay is going to be a really good NFL linebacker. He does have issues, but I think that it was academic issues and not so much like drug-related issues or fighting. Um, I think he did get in one fight, but who cares? I mean, put him on the Cardinals, get him with Cliff, and he's going to be a stud. Exactly. Were you, considering, were you considering Harrison at all? So I think Willie Gay is kind of close. Um, my thing here, though, is Gay is getting a lot more buzz than Malik Harrison, and I think Malik's going to fall. I had the conversation with Randy that – it might be like Mac Wilson in that they're really good linebackers, but they fell. They were overlooked. Who knows why uh, Mac Wilson fell all the way to the fifth, but I think Malik could start to fall as well. Four guys that are a little more athletic and are a little better in coverage too. I think, I think Gay can cover a little bit better than Harrison can right now. Yeah. All right, Randy, you're on the clock with the Jags. All right. Well, we have solved a lot. <laughs> for the Jags, including quarterback. Uh, but in my opinion, they still need a lot more help at corner. And for me, that's going to be Cameron Dantzler, uh from Mississippi State. Uh, he isn't what – he's kind of like an in-between guy in this class, and but his athleticism is off the charts, and I think he can bring what they need to this position at worst depth for the first year. But I do think he can be – at worst, a corner two for a team in the long run. Uh, you're not going to get a corner one in most cases unless they're kind of a rare uh, diamond in the rough type guy at this position of the draft. So I think this is a fantastic pick for them. That is a huge position of need that 
kind of got forced to be addressed later just by the values that were given to them by the other teams around them. I mean, you had to go tackle early because everything else was taken. And Herbert could be the guy for the future that kept falling and falling. And I, I understand why you have to take him there. So it's kind of like a rebuild on the defense. Got to keep doing it. All right, Brandon, uh, the Browns are on the clock. All right, number 74 overall, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> They're going to select another thick boy. Um, Raekwon Davis, defensive lineman from Bama. You know, we all know, we all watch it. Our run defense is terrible year in and year out, and yet we don't address that position. I know we signed Sheldon Richardson last year. I think he was underwhelming. Oh, he came He came on down the stretch, I think. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I disagree, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was pathetic. I mean, they, they probably gave up on Kitchens, but, um, you know, Davis is going to come in, and I think, you know, he could be a starter. Right? He's a big boy, and we need some help in that area, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely. He's, he's the guy that could very well go in the second round, and it's kind of a rich get richer for the Browns' defensive line, in my opinion. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So I'm on the clock at pick number 75 for the Colts. The Colts took Brandon Ayuk and Jacob Eason in the second round for their first two picks. So they addressed uh, the quarterback situation once Rivers and Brissett are gone, as well as a wide receiver to uh, kind of pair with T.Y. Hilton or possibly take over for him down the stretch. Uh, I think the defensive line is the biggest area of concern now that the Colts need to address. And I think the best defensive lineman still on the board. Uh, so with the 75th pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Jordan Elliott, defensive lineman out of Missouri. Um, I, I've seen, I've seen some stuff that has, that had him either going to the, uh, going in middle to late second, uh, possibly to the chiefs if they felt that Chris Jones was going to walk. So I think that's great value for the Colts to get Jordan Elliott at 75. Yeah. Pro football focus loves this guy. I don't see it, but they probably know a little more than me. Um, maybe. maybe. Uh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, all right. Number 76, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here it is. Um, they went with, who did they go with in the first round? Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas. And then they went Jonathan Taylor in the second in the third round, I'm going with the the family lineage. Uh, so Michael Pittman Sr. played his prime years with Tampa Bay. Not that that necessarily matters, but the Bucks need a third receiver because uh, they don't really have one whatsoever. They drafted a couple guys last year, but not this high. I think if Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver out of USC, goes to the Bucks, they actually have a shot to get to the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. So um it sounds even worse the second time. Yeah. Tampa Brady. I mean then you like that one better? I ew. No. 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 <laughs> um it's sell, and, man. And, and we talked about it earlier. Uh, Michael Pippen was mocked in the first round in my last mock. I think he's gonna go a little higher than this. Um but we'll see. That's I, fair. I, no, I mean I, I, I think receiver I think receiver could definitely be the pick here for Tampa. I don't know if it's necessarily Pittman, but I think it could definitely be a receiver. Yeah, I mean, and the problem is, is I would say D tackle to an extent, but two just went off the board, like corners next and safety. But we're getting 
tight end those as well. So the board fell to a spot where I couldn't really be that mad <laughs> uh, yeah. for them going for not reaching, not reaching at his value, but reaching for positional value to them, I think for yeah. a third receiver, yeah. but it does allow Chris Godwin to be more exclusively in the slot. So, yeah. well, moving on. Randy. Oh yeah. Moving on to sweets Broncos. They have addressed a lot of positional needs. Uh, I still think they need to address tackle. So I gave them Prince Tiga Wanahu, <laughs> I believe, uh, out of Auburn. I do really like what he brings to the table. And I think that I, I think he could start year one, especially after what I saw from the Broncos tackles last year. But he does have his flaws and uh, he does have some concerns here and there. But I do think he can mold into uh, everyday starting tackle. I don't know about all pro, but I, I do think he could be a valuable member of a team. Um, I think it's Wanoho, but I'm not sure. See, and that's what I wanted to go, and that's why I'm mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. I've heard some people say it one way and some people say it another. But I swear I've said it that way on the show before, too. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I froze. <laughs> All right. So I like to pick Randy. Um, he'll step in and compete with Bulls, and hopefully he's gone. So, anyway, um, <laughs> number 78 overall, uh, we have the Atlanta Falcons selecting Bryce Hall, cornerback from Virginia. Um, you know, I think he's slotted to go second or third round. You know, they could have addressed corner earlier in the draft. Um, so, I think they're going to dra- address it here. In the third round, you know, they need secondary help, and that's kind of the fit that I went with, you know, over some other positions of need. So, Yeah, and with the talk of them trading up, it seems that they truly value guys like Henderson and maybe like Javon Kinlaw higher than a lot of people in the first. Yeah. So if they – and they lost out on that at 16, so maybe this is what they do, and they just take their time and get death pieces at the position and hope to hold on. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So now I'm back on the clock with the Jets. Um, the Jets took uh, Grenard in the second. We had the, I had them take C.D. Lamb in the first. Um, they also took an edge rusher. I, I the name off the top of my head. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but Grenard. Or, or yeah, Grenard, and then and then we had them take a tackle also. Correct? Or yeah, it's a part. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that I think solves the biggest glaring needs for them. Uh, they could probably use a corner, but I think they also need some help uh, in the back end with Jamal Adams. Um, so with the 79th pick, the uh, New York Jets select Terrell Burgess, uh, safety out of Utah. That's going to be the Jamal Adams replacement. Right? Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm calling it now. It's going to be Ngakwe for Jamal Adams straight up. Um, so weird. <laughs> gross. Uh, I actually really like that pick. I think he's a really good player. Um, number eighty, the Las Vegas Raiders. I, I talked about it earlier, maybe on the first episode of this mock draft, that most Raiders fans think that linebacker is still going to be targeted in the draft, and Malik Harrison fell all the way to pick number eighty, the linebacker out of Ohio State. I think the Ohio State. Nah, I don't. The Ohio State. Um, okay. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Brandon. 
we have to put T O S U in our our Twitter bio now. Us now. The cut. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> no, I think Malik Harrison's really good value at pick number eighty, and I think that although the Raiders invested in linebacker pretty heavily in free agency, I I still think they need a young uh, kind of centerpiece to build around once those guys are gone, because I don't think either uh, linebacker that they signed got a really big or long contract. So I think Harrison fits pretty well. I completely agree. And he does things that they don't. Uh, He's fantastic in blitz packages. uh, And I think he's going to mold into a really good linebacker. And I've said before already in these two rounds that he should have been gone. He should have been gone. And then he got all the way to 80 and I wasn't mad at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'll take it. And to continue that, the Raiders are again picking at pick 81. Uh, and I had them get Damian Lewis, interior offensive lineman at Alabama. I really love what this guy brings to, to this team. They have been shopping Gabe Jackson. Uh, they're old in the interior offensive line. They need young guys coming in. I think they very well could be trading Gabe Jackson during this draft or midseason, and it's because they think they can find value in the third round at that guard position, and I think this is a perfect fit for them. Yeah, I love it. Solid pick. Um, okay, so moving on to number 82 overall, we have the Dallas Cowboys and their wonderful GM, Jerry Jones. Uh, they're going to select Darnay Holmes, cornerback from UCLA. Um, I need They need to address the cornerback position at this point um, because they haven't done it yet. Uh, so I think they'll probably take a couple of corners if – you know, the first two rounds go how uh, we think they will. They're going to probably take a couple of corners here in the third, fourth rounds. Um, hopefully one of those guys can step in and start for them and replace Byron Jones. And that should help their defense out. Yeah, I love this pick too. I'm I'm pretty big on Darnay Holmes. So I think this is really good value for him, but I also kind of think that this is where he's going to yeah. fall. So also, also Damian Lewis was actually LSU, not Alabama. Correct. We put we yeah we had it typed in Alabama. <laughs> it it looks wrong. It looks wrong, but I'm too tired to correct things. <laughs> All right, so that means I'm back on the clock with the Broncos, um, and uh, I think Brandon's been pretty happy with how the Broncos have gone so far. They've taken a wide receiver, a corner, uh, offensive line. Uh, now I think they need to address their defensive line, especially inside. So uh, the best player still on the board is uh, Davon Hamilton, who had a huge year for the Ohio State University. So uh, that is the Broncos pick at 83. Dude's a stud. Yeah, I think he'll fit in with Darrell Casey coming in. I think he'll be able to learn from that guy, and it's going to help him out. So, Yeah, I love it too. Pick 84, the Los Angeles Rams. I went with Daryl Taylor, the edge rusher out of Tennessee. I think that he's – Actually, I, I think he'll definitely be off the board by by this pick. Um, he's an edge that doesn't have a, a ton of production, but has really good bend. Ha, it, he's kind of like Caleb on Chase on light um, in a sense. So I went with him here. We've talked about it. The Rams just need a ton of help everywhere. Um, I also saw a tweet today that they're uh, $6 million over the cap right now and they need seven million to sign their rookies so they need to cut thirteen million so expect the Rams to get much worse even before Love it. 
Damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and because of that, uh, the guy I'm picking next, I think, could be going the pick before to the Rams. I'm giving the Lions, you know, Benjamin, the running back from Arizona State. Um, he's really good, and he's going to come in and can kind of compete. How dare you take over someone from Kerryon Johnson? He he's going to be competing with Kerryon Johnson, honestly, and it's because Kerryon Johnson can't stay on the field. Who well, Christian that's, tried to trade me for Joe Mixon? Yep, straight well, up. Joe Mixon might not be good. Take it. In exactly. fairness, he did screenshot that, then send it to me and say "lol." So <laughs> he knew you weren't going to accept it. Yeah. It was more of a joke. Uh, but I think, you know, Benjamin, I think this is the round where the Lions may start looking at running back. And he's the best one on the board to me. I think they could very well wait a lot longer and get someone like Keyshawn Vaughn, who I think would be a great competition for Carry uh, on Johnson and kind of fit together with him. Um, but Benjamin very well may be taking over that position. All right. So let's go with um, which, means, which means Christian is Christian's got no dynasty <laughs> running backs then. That, yeah, that would be happy. very bad. All right, so number eighty six overall. Um, you know, I had the Bills taking some. You know, they've addressed some needs already, but I think this is such a pick they're going with KJ Hamler, wide receiver out of Penn State. Um, let's let's get Josh Allen another weapon. I mean, last year he had a great year with you know two guys that were not even six foot tall. So let's get him, you know, we got him digs, so let's get him Hamler and let's let's really set him up for success to going forward for this season and let's see if we can, you know, win a playoff game and, and win that division. So what's, plus if what's, they need someone to just run forward, Hamler's probably a good bet to, and then yeah. just hope that Allen throws it somewhere there. What's their receiving core with this pick? John Brown, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, right? Uh Cole Beasley, KJ Hamler. Uh, that's who was the first one? Oh, John Brown. So much better. Yeah. I think that's, so that's that's who would play. That's pretty good. You pair that with tight ends that need to develop a running back that's really good in the passing game. I I think this is amazing for them, and it's kind of means they don't need to address the position for the rest of the yep. draft, which is good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that means I'm on the clock for the second Patriots pick of the draft. Ooh. I took uh, Gross Matos. But the first one, Randy, if you had to guess, I'm just saying, what is the biggest, what is one of the biggest needs for the Patriots now that a certain someone has moved on to Tampa Bay? Who, who did they get in the first round? Uh, they got uh, yeah. Gross Matos. Gross Matos? Okay. Heavy so, on the gross. So, linebacker, uh, <laughs> safety, uh, interior offensive line, avoiding, tackle. You're just avoiding, you're just wide avoiding receiver. Well, because it's not quarterback with what's left on the board. Oh, it is. With no, the they're, they're going balls out. They're going balls out with Stidham. They're either going to be back. In no, the they're they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. Or, okay. Exactly. This is their plan, dude. They're giving the Stidham the keys. The New <laughs> no, England no, no, no. Patriots like Jake Fromm, quarterback yeah. from. <laughs> He's going to, and it'll be a great replacement for Hoyer. Way to go. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I, I, I honestly like can Fromm, see this so. happening. I can see this happening, though. I, I could, see but going to... like I said, he's never going to be their quarterback, and it sucks because they're literally giving Stidham the keys, and he's either going to be a ten-one guy yeah, you know, to take that. over this team. I I like Stidham, first of all. Second of all, if he sucks, who cares? Because then they get Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence or Justin Fields. They're uh, not going to get the first pick next year. If it, if, if you roster, say Stidham man. sucks, they get first yeah, pick. Yeah, easily. 
Yeah. He, but he's got to be really bad. I don't um, know if that. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know if that's a two to. They've three had so many two. losses. They, look at they lost like they there's lost no way like Belichick fifteen people. It's still if it's Belichick's plan, it's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, this is t- way too much time on a Jake from Jake fan. from gross to the Patriots. <laughs> uh, Jake from sucks at football. Um, he does. <laughs> number number eighty eight, the New Orleans Saints. I had them take Jordan Love in the first. This is their second pick of this draft. Because I went with a quarterback, now it's time to build up the defense. I went with Akeem Davis Gaither out of App State, the linebacker. They do need linebacking help. They passed up Patrick Queen and Jordan Brooks in the first round. So now they're going to go get a guy who might actually end up being better. Um, obviously, the level of competition is is slightly lower, but uh, everyone's really high on Davis Gaither. I I'm not, but I think this is about where he goes. Cool. Agreed. All right. Well, gonna go with the Vikings here at pick eighty nine. I went with Matt Pert, tackle from UConn. We they just need to continually help this offensive line. I think they have made great strides in the last couple of years, but they they just keep need they need to keep retooling. Because their offense lives through Dalvin Cook. They need to keep him healthy and giving him plenty of running lanes. Yeah, agreed. Hard. Definitely agree with that pick. Um, number 90 overall, we got Bill O'Brien. Um, I went and did three shots before this pick. So I get into the mindset of the Texans GM slash head coach slash franchise ruiner. Um, anyway, <laughs> Sadiq Charles offensive tackle. Come on now, baby. Step on in there. Here we go. Let's go, Billy. Come on. <laughs> hey, Sadiq Charles is a really good pick here. Uh, which, I mean, kind of. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, they just traded for Landry yeah. Tunzel. So this is a very Bill right. O'Brien pick. Uh, I love it. Well, just because you got Tunzel doesn't mean you need to continually build. Yeah, and they do. Um, they still need work on that line. Yeah. And they still got to sign Tunzel. Yeah, that's true. All right, so I'm back on the clock with pick 91 with the Raiders. The Raiders have already gotten Judy and uh, Fulton in the first round and Malik Harrison and Damian Lewis in the third. So I think uh, they still need an edge rusher. So they solved their offensive line, um, a cornerback, wide receiver. uh, And now I think that the Raiders are going to want to get another edge guy. So the best edge rusher on the board, uh, Bradley Anai out of Utah. I don't hate it. I don't think the edge is, is a huge need of the Raiders personally, but Randy probably knows more. I think they want to put on I think they want to have a guy on the other side of Mac though. Well, so they have Clellan and Max Crosby to start and they just signed Carl Nassib to wait. Yeah, what am I, 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 just, no, I got you. But no they, Mac, my bad. They, <laughs> I understood what you it's mean. Late. It's cool. It's late, uh, yeah. They just overpaid Carl Nassib to be kind of a rotational guy. I think this is perfect, honestly. What kind of name is Carl? <laughs> uh, I actually really love what Bradley and I brings to the table. And I say that a lot, actually. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> Everyone's bringing Carl. everything to the not, table. You need a table, Randy. Hey, the, Ra- the Raiders. The Raiders <laughs> hey, actually, fans, it the Raiders fits for fans. the fucking Raiders, though. <laughs> Randy, table F- on, boys. really? Uh <laughs> But they they need they need another edge piece. They need a pass rush D tackle still. They need corner depth and safety depth. So this is perfect. This is the perfect building yeah. plan. The Ra- yeah, the Raiders fan agrees with my Raiders pick. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> anytime. 
I just looked at the Carl Nassim contract, I guess. But uh, all right, 92, Baltimore Ravens again. I'm so sick of picking for this stupid team. <laughs> Fucking you birds. keep giving them good players. I know, I know. Stop dropping F-bombs, Well, I don't. Sean, you've been gone for 14 weeks. I've been dropping fuck bombs for 14 weeks. Um, this is when an explicit podcast for two months. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Three months. Um, Three months. All right. I'm going with Chase Claypool, the Notre Dame wide receiver slash tight end to the Baltimore Why Ravens. Claypool? Why Claypool? Mm-hmm. Over guys like Edwards and Van Jefferson and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Because of Claypool's probable ability to um, either slide in and play tight end or be an outside wide receiver that can just annihilate corners in the run game. Um, he's the best blocking wide receiver. I think that if you throw Marquise Brown out there, he's getting tossed to the side. But if you put Chase Claypool out there, it's going to open up lanes for Lamar, Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, uh, who's the little guy, the rookie from last year. Justice Hill. Justice Hill, yeah. Um, So basically the Ravens are going to rush for 300 yards a game, and Chase Claypool will catch like one ball in the end zone. So I love this pick. I hate it. I hate it, but, but I, I love, love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect fit. Yep. All right. Well, moving on to the Titans again for me at pick 93. I'm giving them Troy Pride Jr., corner from Notre Dame. Uh, I've spoken many times at how they're losing corners and they need to continually replace that. Uh, I think their secondary wasn't up to snuff last year as well. So you need more bodies, and especially a, a young guy that's trying to prove something. Up to snuff is a weird term. I like it. <laughs> Okay, with that, um, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon picking uh, the Packers. All right, well, you know, I think Pack, Packers fans are going to be happy with me after this. Um, 94 overall in the third round, we got Logan Wilson, linebacker from Wyoming, going to Green Bay. You know, perfect weather fit. You know, Wyoming to Green Bay, he's not going to have any issues. You know, he's going to be short sleeving it out there, he's going to be hitting guys coming across the line. Um, in all seriousness, he's a. I think he's a smart linebacker, and I think he's a Green Bay Packer, like through and through. So, <laughs> I hope he's a Cleveland Brown through Same. and through. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm on the pick for the Bronco. I'm on the clock for the Broncos again. Uh, I think Brandon. I think you could probably agree that after addressing everything else, uh, wide receiver, corner, tackle, defensive line, that linebacker is the next yeah. spot for him. And with you taking Wilson, the pick before, I think Troy Dye is the best linebacker on the board. So uh, pick 95 is Troy Dye, linebacker from Oregon. Love it. Same. Um, Number 96, the Chiefs are on the clock. I went with Nathani Muti out of Fresno State. That's one of the hardest fucking names to pronounce. Um, He's (laughs) – I think he's one of the best guards in this draft. Um, If you just – based it on tape, not based on his injury history, which is why he's available in the third round. I think he's a first-round guy, but you can't take someone with that many injuries that high. And he goes to the Chiefs, and he's able to just kind of fill in on that offensive line because obviously the Chiefs don't have too many needs. So I just went BPA. Got it. All right, and moving on to pick 97 for our Cleveland Browns. I got a perfect fit for them in Amik Robertson, corner from Louisiana Tech. Uh, they need slot help desperately, in my opinion. 
And this is an undersized corner that brings just a fearless fight to every play. I believe he had like 19 interceptions, 34 pass breakups. Uh, he, he's, a, he's just a ball hawk, but he's only a slot corner because of his size. And he does need to develop a little bit still, but he could play day one in that slot for us. Yeah, hopefully greedy doesn't suck, and that'd be one <laughs> hell of a, a second well, day. And that's and that's the other thing. Even though he's undersized, he is a pretty good tackler, and that helps <laughs> in the run. I think greedy. I think greedy showed flashes too in the second half of last year. Yeah, and, yeah, and he was hurt, so I didn't expect yeah. much after all the injuries. And Ward, Denzel Ward, after like the last ten weeks of the year, was the best cornerback in football based on some PFF grades. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, but we, I, I thought that was we. I gave them personally Antoine Winfield and Amik Robertson to completely overhaul. Think about that. That would be a again. great. That would be. That's a very, very good secondary. That's perfect. Ooh. That's best so case that, scenario. What would be their other safety? Because Carl Joseph. No more... they just Carl Joseph. Yeah, right. yep. And then that's they right. got the yeah. guy from I know who you're thinking uh, the Vikings guy, yeah. the white guy. Oh, uh, yep. Sandejo. Sandejo, thank mm-hmm. you. I wouldn't say Bendejo, and I was like, that's not right. Oh. <laughs> that's not right at all. <laughs> all right, Brandon, you're on the clock with the Patriots. All right, number 98 overall to the Patriots. I, I think they need another receiver. So I went with Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I think is one of the sleeper prospects in this draft because, large part, because he had Shea Patterson throwing in the ball at Michigan, and I just don't think he was the right fit for that for that team. And if anybody knows how to, to get receivers to play it, Shay Patterson wasn't the right fit well, for anything. Yeah, I know, but we're just speaking on people's Jones at this point. But yeah, he's he's a good, he's a big receiver, and I think that's going to play into the hands of the Patriots of what the Patriots yeah. want to do. If anybody knows how to to get a receiver to play in their system, it's McDaniel's. So, mm-hmm. yep. All right, so that means I'm on the clock with pick 99. Uh, the Jets' third pick, or I'm sorry, the Giants' third pick in the draft. Uh, Christian's boy Isaiah Simmons went to them at four, and Christian's boy uh, Ezra Cleveland went to them at uh, pick number thirty-six. <laughs> so I, uh, boys. <laughs> yeah. So I had uh, I was on a roll here with edge rushers, so I figured I would draft one to the Giants as well. So the Giants at pick number ninety-nine take Khalid Kareem out of Notre Dame. I don't hate it. I I don't know too much about Kareem. I haven't done a lot of film study, so. This got a little bit tougher as the third round rolled yeah. on. This is actually the one so far that I haven't watched. So I feel pretty good about that. We're we're watching five hundred prospects next year, boys. Oh, um we, it feels uh, there's like no we, we there's there's no we it's in that. Me That's, and Christian. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh all right. Uh pick number one hundred, the New England Patriots are on the clock again. And I have them addressing the tight end position for the first time since Gronk retired, since Aaron Hernandez. Well, you know, um, retired other people. <laughs> was that he retired himself. Yes, I, he necessary? did. He did retire. Allegedly, <laughs> Randy, don't you dare. <laughs> um, so I went with Adam Troutman out of Dayton. Um, I think he's kind of the prototypical small school tight end in that. He kind of just bullied other people because he should have been playing in the Big Ten or the SEC. Unfortunately, that's not where he played, so he looks like a beast on film. I think he does have some developing to do, but the Patriots are the perfect team to do that with. Uh, we've seen what they can do with tight ends. So, 
Hopefully Jarrett Stidham can throw him the ball and not turn him into murderers. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, this has really gone off the road. Or WWE <laughs> champions, I guess. Right? Like we're seven champ, baby. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the Seahawks. Uh, we have actually addressed a ton of needs for them as well. They're another one of the teams that have had a lot of picks in these last couple rounds. Safety, uh, edge rusher, and offensive tackle. And guard, I believe, as well as an edge rusher earlier. Yep. So yep. we're we're sweeping off. Uh, I think a receiver might be here, but I went with Rashad Lawrence, who's kind of like the last defensive tackle that I really value anywhere near this kind of pick. Uh, you're you're not a, are you not a fan of Strobridge? Because I've seen some stuff about I, him. I'm not a huge him. fan. Like I, I think he should be a fourth or fifth round guy, but I like mm. we're back into the third. I think you pick Rashad Lawrence here uh, from LSU, who's just he's he's got the pedigree. I like what he did on the field. Uh, I think he does have some room to develop, but he's not going to be asked to do an ungodly amount on this mm-hmm. team. But I think he could be a worse rotational player from day one and develop into a solid star for them down the road here. Uh, and I mean what's left for them to pick here? Like, a, like it's literally a receiver and then running back to replace all the guys that they get hurt every year. Like, <laughs> Which yeah. I, I'd be cool with them taking a running back. Trader Chris. Yeah. Carson. And, and, and you like I said, liking I think, the team taking a running back. That's <laughs> bad. Hey, a receiver would be great here and running back, but I am going positional depth. And it's a taking, need. It's more of a need. In defensive line. Running back lives matter. Oh. All right, Brandon. All right, number 102 overall. Um, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting Brian Edwards, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Um, I know Randy mentioned that he was considering him for the Seahawks pick right before this, but felt like he was too similar to DK Metcalf, uh, which is fair. And one thing I did want to mention about the Steelers was, and this goes back to J.K. Dobbins going in the first round, they have invested heavily on defense in the early rounds in the last couple of years of the draft. So I think getting offensive weapons with these picks is, is something that they're definitely going to be looking forward uh, to getting. So, Yeah, really quick, just type Brian Edwards uh, every snap into YouTube if you're listening still an hour and a half in. Um, and just watch the first play that you see, and you'll see Brian Edwards just chucking a fucking cornerback off of him. He looks exactly like like what DK can be. In the NFL, I love Brian Edwards. I hate this pick. I love this pick. But I hate <laughs> this pick. Well, and the other thing is, like I said before, they need D tackle. They need offensive line. We've kind of bled those dry for third round talent. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, guys, it's time. I forgot about the Eagles. Are on the clock, number one hundred three, and yeah, they took Justin Jefferson in the first round. They took Trayvon Diggs in the second round, and yeah, they could take Kayvon Wallace the safety out of Clemson, that maybe would fill a need. But we're here to have some fun. And those receivers that the Eagles have are god-awful. So I, with the 103rd pick, I am taking my favorite pick, my favorite prospect in this class, a guy who I think is a first-round talent, Tyler Johnson, wide receiver, Minnesota, best receiver in this class. Stop. Stop that. He can. I'm not kidding even, about that. But I, not I even think he's a, he can be a first round talent when it's all said and done. That's that's my argument. I think he's going to be very very good. And if you pair him with Jefferson, then the Eagles 
don't need to take any more receivers for a while. And those two are mainstays for Carson yeah. Wentz. I think they, they still need a slot guy, like a true, true slot guy still after Jimmy this. Dugan. But Well, and, and Tyler Johnson fits because he likes to drop the ball. So it fits exactly what the Eagles Hey, you can replace Aguilar. It's great. Yeah. Oh my God! Randy, yeah. We will not have your Tyler Johnson hate. Christian and I like him. Hey, I do like Tyler Johnson. So does like him in the third. Yeah, I, I, I like him in the third, but also not to the team that drafted one in the first. But it was my last pick. I wanted to have a look. You good? We understand completely. <laughs> uh, all right, pick number one hundred and four overall. The Los Angeles Rams select Van Jefferson, wide receiver out of Florida. Um, he's kind of like Tyler Johnson. That he he does drop some balls. Um, but he wasn't targeted a lot at Florida. He's an incredible route runner. I think he's actually second only to probably, well, third, I guess, Judy and Jefferson. And then it's Van Jefferson. So he's going to be able to get open. He's going to be a a day one impact player. And I think for the Rams, like, that's probably not their biggest need, but they have so many that I just want best player available, in my opinion. Yeah, and we've addressed needs. Yeah. I mean, you still need to bring another receiver in after trading away Brandon Cooks. Yeah, you know? and they're yeah. similar receivers to me, too. I think that's a pretty perfect replacement. All right. All right, Randy. Yeah, moving on to the Vikings at 105. I went with Kayvon Wallace here, safety from Clemson. Uh, it's a media replacement for Sandejo and a future replacement for Anthony Harris when he's off of the tag next year. Um, I do think he is going to be a starter in this league. I think he would benefit a lot from being this kind of rotational guy and guy in nickel and quarter packages uh, and dime. And I, I really do think he's going to be a starter in this league, which they the Vikings need to address because they have no cap ever. And they already lost one safety. Another safety is getting pretty old, and their good young safety is going to leave because they can't afford them. All right, Brandon, the last pick of our All right, last pick here in the third round, um, number 106 overall. Christian's favorite team, Baltimore Ravens, select Antonio Gibson, uh, running back from Memphis. Um, You know, I think they've addressed some of their important needs earlier here in the first couple of rounds. And I still think at 28, they could take one of those two running backs. I really do. So um, I have them taking Gibson here in the third round. You know, just throw him in there, see see how he fits in their offense, and you know maybe ends up developing into a starter. So, yeah, because it goes without saying that Mark Ingram isn't obviously their long term option, yeah. and Gibson can play wide receiver too. So it's kind of filling two needs at once. Yeah, and I I, I love it as a fit, and I hate it once again. Really? Just throw this team out. Maybe they have to better <laughs> with this draft. I know. Fair Let's true. hope it doesn't go I, I was All gonna right, I was gonna argue with this pick in our text and say it should have been Zach Moss, but then I remembered they drafted Claypool earlier to be a double position guy. Yeah. And Gibson, like you said, is perfect for that. Yeah. And they have so many running backs. And I know you don't need a guy that could be starter this year. You need a guy that's going to be playing this yeah. year, no matter what. Yeah. All right, boys, we did it. We did. We did it. We went. We went through three rounds. It's one twelve in the morning. Um, That's it. The one question, <laughs> the one, the one question I have for you guys. I asked it at the end of the first. I'm going to kind of flip it a little bit. Um, so for this draft, it could be second or third round. Who was the one pick that you weren't a fan of taking, but you felt like it was more of a need than anything else, 
and you thought that that's where the team would go versus not like, not necessarily liking the pick. Randy, who did you like in the second or third round? Um, I have one on the top of my head. I'm just trying to look quickly. Okay, so for me, it's got to be J.K. Dobbins to the Steelers just because it's interdivision. Um, it is a position that they have three people, but it's three people that have in their own ways disappointed. And I, J.K. Dobbins is going to be a star for them and basically be the guy to finally replace Le'Veon Bell. So I hate that that happened. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? I mean, going through, I think maybe Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State to the Colts in the second mm-hmm. round. I mean, I like him, and he's definitely got a lot of buzz. But you know, they did have some other needs, um, and maybe there's a couple other receivers that end up being better than him. Maybe he can't stay healthy, stay on the field. That's always an issue of concern. So that's that's a pick that I would question. So, Christian? Uh, mine would have to be Akeem Davis-Gaither to the Saints. I just don't like the value, um, but a lot of linebackers came off the board, and and he's getting that type of hype. But I just – I know they need a linebacker, but I think mm-hmm. going one from App State that really didn't show me a ton isn't something I, I would like to do. It's something I felt I had to do. Yeah. And the, uh, you guys may thing- think – well, hold on. Go I was right. going to say, the thing is, I was shocked when you texted this because we had Troy Dye and Logan Wilson on the board, and I thought that's who you were going, 100%. I know. So, and, and that's who I would take. I would take Wilson. but I was kind of surprised I could I went Dye in the third to the Broncos because I figured he would go in the second. Yeah. All right, and then you guys might think my the pick I regret the most is Tyler Johnson, but you'd be wrong. I love that pick still. It's T. Higgins. Uh, mine, <laughs> my, uh, it's, 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 T, it's T. Higgins. Dave, Trayvon Diggs is still on, was still on the board there. Jalen Johnson. But uh, I will go to my grave thinking that that is a Jerry Jones pick in the second the, round. The argument, you pre- the argument you presented was perfect. It made total sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I and I'll, so I, I stand by it. I think that's something that definitely could happen. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. I probably should have gone corner, but I think that I I do think if Higgins is still on the board at pick number fifty one, he's going to the Cowboys. Yeah. Word. All right. Well, it's over. Thanks for staying with us. If there's any listeners still, right, well. still out there, still listening to us, I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, I'll say it again. I feel good to be back. Um, I, I took I took my little hiatus there, but it was it wasn't for naught. Um, I, I was officiating, and I did pass my advancement exam. So come June, I will be certified to ref varsity basketball in the state of Ohio. Happy we'll get about you that. Schedule. Uh, yep. <laughs> and uh, but I it was good to be talking to you guys again. Uh, it's not good uh, to listen. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's about right. Just kidding. Not <laughs> but um, oh, we hope to hopefully we can all get together um, uh, whenever all this is gone. Uh, we will be trying attempting to live stream the four of us during the draft. So stay tuned for that. We'll send out. We'll be tweeting out some more information about what we plan on doing. We're going to be testing some stuff, uh, and then we're the four of us are going to be competing in a first round mock draft. We're all going to put together our own, and we'll publish them uh, on the WordPress site. And uh, we'll have a little bit of a friendly competition. I'm going to win just because I'm the best. But uh, no, I'm probably coming fourth. But um, other than that, you guys got anything to add before we, you know, wrap it up and go to bed? No, I 100% will come in fourth. 
because <laughs> I put the most work in. <laughs> Probably. Ideally, those would be coming out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, we don't work ideally, so we'll see how that works. It'll all be Wednesday. <laughs> Four articles coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to stick to the plane. We're going to stick to the plane. Yeah. No, we won't. All right. Randy, you'll go first. So Thursday. stay tuned for that, everyone. <laughs> uh, I'm here to stay, so you guys will be hearing me uh, going forward. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to be back. So, uh, for Christian Williams, Randy Hall, and our special guest Brandon Sweet, I'm Sean Ward. Until next time, enjoy the draft. We gone. <laughs>